We are joined by a seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, two-time Daytona 500 champ, 83 Cup Series wins. He is the co-owner of Legacy Motor Club and part-time driver of their number 84 Toyota XSE. He is going to be inducted into the... NASCAR Racing Hall of Fame tomorrow night in Charlotte. Of course, I'm talking about Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, my man, it is great to have you on. How you doing, Jimmy? Doing good, buddy. It's been a while. Thanks for having me on the show. It has been a while. It's great to have you back. It's always been good to have you on. So you are now a day away from auto racing immortality as part of NASCAR's Hall of Fame's 14th class. What have your emotions been like since you first learned of the honor last year? I'm just so grateful uh, to you know, go into the hall and be with the greats of our sport. I mean, I, I knew I had an epic run and, and anticipated going into the hall someday. Uh, so that wasn't necessarily a surprise, but as, you know, the honor is just around the corner and thinking about it, um, it's allowed me to reflect on my journey, um, what the sport is about, the journey of many that have built this sport. And, uh, and I guess it probably comes with some older age. I'm getting close to 50 now. You know, you just look back and respect, um, you know, the industry, the sport, and, and the ones before you in a much different way. I was going to say, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson joining us. I was going to say, you know, you've come on this show for so many years. I feel like, uh, I, don't know, I don't want to say we walk side by side in the journey, but you talked about all these things all the way through it. Like you just said, you're approaching 50. You have some time to kind of reflect on this, expand upon this. As you look back on that journey, that amazing journey, what are the first things that do come to mind? Uh, the people that made it happen along the way. You know, it, it, lot, many think that racing is just kind of a singular sport and it's just about the driver, but, you know, the race teams, the size of the teams, and just how many races we have and all the other variables that are involved uh, really involve people. And the fact that I was able to, over 19 seasons, have the success that I did, that I did uh, seven championships, the five in a row, I'm sure I played my part in it, but it, it was much bigger than me. And um, I'm just thankful as I reflect back that people believed in me, people gave me a chance. And I had very humble beginnings growing up in, in the San Diego area with my mom as a school bus driver and my dad as a heavy equipment operator. And, I mean, I made it to the big time without any financial backing. So people along the way had to believe in me and give me that, you know, give me that shot as well. Jimmy Johnson joining us, going to the Hall of Fame. You're right. It's a team sport, in effect, and you need those people around you. I think from that standpoint, it's really fitting that you're going to go into the Hall of Fame alongside your crew chief, Chuck Knauss, also part of the class. The two of you did combine for the seven cup championships, the NASCAR record five in a row. What do you remember about the early days of that relationship and partnership, and how would you describe the impact he's had on your career? Yeah, there's there's no one that has extracted more out of me and, and pushed me uh, like Chad has. And uh, we didn't know what our relationship was going to bring, uh, but there were a few things that were really special about the, the opportunity. And I'd say that the biggest one was the fact that the 48 car did not exist. So as Chad and I came on board at Hendrick Motorsports, we, were, we had a clean canvas. We were creating the team. We built the team. And that original group, and certainly Chad and I's relationship, was forged on such a deeper level as a result. And, you know, we both had uh, something to prove and a chip on our shoulder in a sense and just dug in, became great friends, had a great deal of respect for one another and uh, put lightning in a bottle. You know, Jimmy, you announced your racing schedule for the coming season and it's going to include the Daytona 500 on February 18th. But you're going to plan on running in nine Cup Series races as well. I'm curious, like you talk about having something to prove. Do you still have something to prove or are you just looking to have some fun? Because that is your most 
uh, that's your full schedule since your last full-time season. So what led you to expand your schedule this year? You know, it's impossible to completely push away the, the something to prove thing. Um, but it's the smallest it's ever been in my, in my mind my entire life. Um, yes, I want to be competitive. Yes, I want to be out there and do the best that I can. Um, but I, I, I want to have fun, you know, and I love what I do. You know, it's probably a bad analogy, but I think about a musician and, and say, a guitarist, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, you've been playing your guitar since you were a kid, and at 45, you're told you've got to put it away and you can never touch it again. That's not going to happen. So I'm, I, I have this opportunity to drive, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. And it also does serve the purpose of um, helping our partners gain some more exposure. I'm able to work with our young drivers at Legacy MC. Um, so there's some aspects there on competition and business that also work. Jimmy Johnson joining us. I'm going to go back to that point in a minute. But Hall of Fame weekend, Jimmy stirs up memories of some of the sport's greatest moments, of course, some of the greatest rivalries in that sport. You know, as an example, you've got Donnie Allison also being inducted tomorrow, had that legendary fight with Cale Yarborough in 1979, right? At the Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon going at it with Dale Earnhardt for all those years. If you had to single out one driver, who would you say was your biggest rival on the track? I would say Jeff Gordon. In, in the most respectful way, and it may not have appeared that way on, on television week in and week out, but you know, inside of our walls at Hendrick Motorsports and the mark that he set before I arrived, um, he was my hero, and he was the most winningest driver and broke all the records. And um, as I was able to learn from him, and then I was able to compete against him and, and win a little bit, um, you know, his accountability and the little internal rivalry I created in my own head, um, was probably the, the best one. Jimmy Johnson joining us. So as you look around the sport right now, who are some of the young drivers that stand out to you that have a chance to maybe be the future faces of that sport who might even join you one day in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's such a different landscape today with the playoff format and one race, winner take all. You know, the, the consistent nature that um, the sport was founded on has kind of been been changed in some respects but you know when you look at the big teams um and the driver lineups that a lot of the big organizations have um, you have your kyle larson's and christopher bells that i think kind of jump out first and foremost but there are there's a lot of young talent in the pipeline and i feel like we have two um, young and aspiring drivers with eric jones and um, john hunter nemechek in our legacy mc cars and you know i, I certainly hope it's those guys but uh it's it's interesting and you know, it's just an ever-evolving industry that uh, is more unpredictable than ever now. Jimmy, what about the industry? As I mentioned, you and I have talked for so many years. You were part of that explosion of national interest in NASCAR in the early 2000s, and that allowed that sport to grow beyond a largely regional base. How would you evaluate the overall state of NASCAR today? I think NASCAR is in a really good place. Um, they were able to franchise the sport essentially <clears throat> a few years ago. And the, uh, the charter system came about, and we're seeing the um, enterprise value essentially grow per charter and, and grow at a, a, an impressive multiple. Uh, we just had a new media rights deal uh, announced that is the richest one yet in the history of the sport. Um, I, think, I think all the partners involved that make NASCAR happen from TV, NASCAR itself, their track partners, marketing, uh, the partners on the race teams, everyone has really um, lifted the sport up, and it's in a very strong position right now. So what about the media deal? The Cup Series recently announced a new streaming TV deal. How critical is a deal like that, especially as it relates to reaching and recruiting younger fans? 
Yeah, I, I don't envy NASCAR and or the TV broadcast folks trying to figure out the right ratio of streaming versus live television, but it's an ever-changing world, and we know technology is, is changing it. We know that younger people um, are consuming in a different way, and I commend our sport uh, to being flexible and open-minded about uh, you know the current demands, and we'll just adjust as we need be. Jimmy, one more thing. I've talked to a lot of athletes in a lot of different sports, and even though they've been on the biggest stages with the highest stakes, a lot of them say that there's nothing more nerve-wracking than that Hall of Fame speech because they got to <laughs> nail it, and they want to make sure they get to everybody that they have to thank and acknowledge in a limited amount of time. How have you approached prepping your remarks for tomorrow night? Man, I thought I had it all dialed in, and probably 20 minutes before this call, I went back through it again, and I'm I'm cutting and pasting and moving and changing stuff now, and it's tomorrow, so the stress is real. I feel you. He is a seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champ. He is a two-time Daytona 500 champ. He is a Hall of Famer. He is Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, congrats. It's been an amazing run, and I know you're not done yet. It's always great to have you on the show. You know I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate it, buddy. We need to get you back to a race. Yeah, man. The last one went so well. Remember when I broke the pace car? I'll never forget. We, we need to redo on that. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jimmy. Thanks so much. He knows. He knows I did not. But that was one of my favorite moments ever. I got to ride with Jimmy in the pace car, on the track, just us, pace car. He's like, yo, man, you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, let's do this. It, it was the most unbelievable thing. Like, we're in the pace car, which was a vet, because of course it was. He got up to about a buck fifty. He's going 150, driving with his thumb or his knee on the wheel, like just messing with me. And I'm trying to play it off like I'm good, I'm fine, I'm not afraid, and I'm pretty afraid. Dude, this guy got so close to the wall, you can't even imagine how close to the wall. And he's driving at 150 with a thumb or a knee. And he's looking at me, and he's not looking at the track, and he's not looking at the wall because, of course, he's Jimmy Johnson, one of the greatest ever. So I play it off like I'm all good, and it's fine. It's normal. And then we come out, and he pulls the car off the track, back to where it's supposed to be, and then it just dumps. And I don't even know what it dumped. It dumped antifreeze, or it dumped oil, whatever it was. It just you unloaded. Dump in your pants. And this woman, one of, not a dump in the pants, but a dump in pit row. And not even in pit row, but off to the side. And one of the handlers just is up in my grill. You broke the pace car. I'm like, I broke the pace car. Riding shotgun. How did I break the pace car? She said, that was the exact phrase she used. You broke the pace car. And I'm like, how? What? I, I know nothing about rigs. She's like, you did. You broke the pace car. I'm like, ma'am, respectfully, I didn't do jack. I'm lucky to be alive right now. I didn't break the pace car. And then that became a thing. And I finally had to bring him back on several weeks after the fact. Jimmy, can you please set the record straight? Did I break the pace car? And he had my back.